You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to help women all around the world create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast, the show that teaches you everything you need to know to save time and money and make getting dressed fun. That is our goal here. You know, a hundred years ago, when I started my in-person styling business when I was young and naive, I was working on my very first website, which y'all, it was so bad. It was, it was so ugly. It was so bad. It still makes me cringe 10 years later thinking about it. But you know what? That's okay. I was new. I had no idea what I was doing. And you have to start somewhere, right? I'm always telling our style network stylists, you got to just start ugly. You got to put stuff out there that is not what you want, and then it can improve. So that's what I was doing. I was starting ugly, very, very ugly. Anyway, I got to the part of my website where you have to put in like a headline or a tagline or whatever. And I wrote the most profound, original beautiful thought that any stylist had ever had. Like seriously, I was so proud of myself. It brought like a little tear to my eye. I wrote, for women who have a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. Ah, beautiful. And then my friends, I looked at literally every single stylist on the internet and found that every single stylist on the internet had all had the same original profound idea too. Clearly, I was not the first and it wasn't original. Every stylist says it. I've seen some of our network stylists use this line and there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's it's actually great. It perfectly sums up the problem that most women have, right? Like we stand in front of our closets, we look at all these clothes and we think, well, how do I have nothing? How can I not get dressed? I can see the clothes. So why is this so hard? Stylists, wardrobe stylists use this line because they can, in fact, fix it. That's what they do. If you want that problem fixed, you can head to our website. You can find one of our stylists in your area. I'll link in the show notes. Or you can just find another wardrobe stylist in your area. They will be happy to come over to your house and help you solve the closet full of clothes and nothing to wear problem. So I'm not going to fix it for you today. Today, I'm going to tell you why you have a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear, how your closet got like this and how you can avoid having it get like that again. Because the truth is, unless you fix the underlying issues, a closet edit, either on your own or with a professional, is a temporary fix. And I want you to fix it for life, right? But if you just go through and you start pulling stuff out of your wardrobe without understanding why you you ended up with a closet full of clothes, you'll be right back there in no time at all. So today we're going to talk about a few of the mindset issues and habits that led to you standing in front of a full closet struggling to get dressed. After you listen to this episode, I'm betting that you are going to want to get right in your closet and you're going to want to start editing. And if that is true, girl, we have got you covered, especially if you are listening to this episode 
as soon as it comes out. The ultimate closet cleanout starts February 13th, which from the date of this release is like a week and a half. If you are a Style Circle member or you purchased the Ultimate Closet Makeover Masterclass within the last year, you should have received your invitation in your email. If you didn't reach out to us, we'll get you taken care of. Now, if you're not currently a Style Circle member, we have opened the doors and you can join right now. You'll get an invitation to the cleanout as well as all three of our style masterclasses, and you'll get the spring capsule guide when it drops next month. So head over to our website or the show notes and join us now. Make sure you get into this. Now, if you're wondering how the closet cleanout works, here's a quick recap. For two weeks, Monday through Friday only, I'm going to give you just one simple task to tackle in your closet. One day it could be to go through your accessories or declutter your pajamas. That's one of the tasks. Just, just one little thing. Some days you're going to have to try on pants, but you know, it won't be a whole day. Weekends are for you to catch up or just to rest. At the end of those two weeks, you'll have a closet that is expertly edited and organized without pulling everything you own out of your closet, making a huge mess and sleeping on the couch, or spending hours and hours and hours trying on clothes until you are sweaty and miserable and making bad decisions. In addition to the daily task, I give you extra guidance on what to look for or what to consider as you're completing the day's activity. Fridays, we have Q&A, so you can ask me any closet edit or organization question that you may have. Plus, if you are on Facebook, we have a community where you can get support. You can ask questions like, do these pants look good on me? You'll get tons of feedback from women just like yourself. We also have fun giveaways. We have prizes. We have an amazing before and after contest. I love that part. And this year, if you are not on Facebook, we're going to be posting the daily tasks and videos in your class dashboard. So you'll be able to follow along as well. We don't want our non-Facebook friends to be left out. So that's what we're going to do. This challenge, my loves, is so transformative. It changes the way that our women think about their wardrobes, their closets, their bodies, their style. It is so much more than just cleaning out your clothes. As always, though, don't take my word for it. Here are just a few more things that our past participants have had to say. Sandy said, I'm so happy with my closet that I made both of my grown sons come admire it. And I just love this because I could see myself like, girls, girls, come look at my closet. And I can also see my girls being completely unimpressed. So if something is so good that you make your grown children come look at it, you know it's good. All right. Lori said, the closet edit challenge helped me realize I can make more outfits out of what I already own. I never could have done that before the challenge. I feel more confident because everything fits. It's current and I love it. And my closet is more peaceful because it's organized in a purposeful way. That's the first thing we do is we organize your closet my way. And it's so transformative. Finally, Dina said, I've always procrastinated cleaning out my closet because it was just too overwhelming. Having a clear short task every day seemed doable. This challenge helped me look at my clothes with a new sense of direction. And I finally feel like style isn't hard. Yes, Dina. Yes, 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 yes. I want all of you ladies to feel like that. And I'm telling you, cleaning out your closet is a powerful thing that goes so far beyond clothes. Your morning is going to be easier, less stressful. You'll feel more confident and you'll fall back in love with clothes that you probably forgot about, saving you a ton of money. We only do this challenge once a year. So head to our website, join the style circle, and let's tackle this together. Before you edit your closet with us, though, let's talk about how you ended up in the place you are with a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. I feel like the simple answer to declutter your closet is to shop less and get rid of more. 
well, thank you, Captain Obvious. We can end the episode now. It's kind of like telling people to eat less and exercise more to lose weight. Like, okay, cool, but that's clearly not as easy as it sounds, right? Because lots of people are still struggling with both. In both of these cases, it's about the why, not necessarily about the how to to change it. It's about the why did you get there in the first place. If you don't figure those things out, no matter how many times you lose the 10 pounds or edit your closet, you're going to end up right back where you are now, overwhelmed by your clothes, underwhelmed by your options. So the first thing you have to do to change the situation is to understand what your wardrobe is. I know we've talked about this before, but this is fundamental. Most women think my wardrobe is my clothes. It's all the clothes in the closet. But by that definition, I could go buy the entirety of Forever 21 or heck, even Baby Gap and put it in my closet and say, man, I have a huge wardrobe. But do I? Do I really? Maybe there are a few winners from Forever 21, but could I get dressed easily? No, absolutely not. I would have a lot of clothes and nothing to wear. So your wardrobe is not all the clothes you own, it's all the clothes you can and want to and do wear. When we think of our wardrobe as all the clothes we own, a couple of things happen. One, we can't even see if we have a legitimate problem when it comes to getting dressed. And two, we don't give ourselves permission to solve it if there is one. On that first point, I think about the Linda who was convinced that she didn't need any pants. What she needed was tops, according to her. She had too many pants. She didn't want to talk about the pants. She didn't want to try on the pants. But when I made her try on the pants and we started getting into it, she was like, well, those are a little too snug. Or, well, those I can only wear with high heels. Oh, those don't go with anything I own. I don't really like those. Those are kind of scratchy, right? You get the idea. She did have a lot of pants, true, absolutely. But in reality, she only had two or three that she wanted to and actually could wear. She didn't even see that she had a problem. What she really had was not enough pants and way too many tops. So because she had all this stuff she couldn't wear, she didn't see the problem. To the second point, so many clients I worked with told me that they didn't want to buy anything. They just had me come in their closets because they had so many clothes. They felt guilty when they had so much. They just needed help figuring out how to wear it. Surely they were missing something obvious, something that a wardrobe professional had to come in with her her eye and do. But when we got down to what they could and actually wanted to wear, they didn't have so much stuff, kind of like Linda in the pants. But the guilt they felt around buying things went away. They realized that it wasn't over-the-top, superfluous shopping. They really needed more clothes in order to get dressed. So just because you have clothes doesn't mean you have anything to wear. And if you take nothing else away from this episode, let it be that. Next time you're standing in front of your closet thinking, ah, I have so much, why is this hard? Ask yourself, do I really have clothes that I can and want to wear? Now, the second thing you have to do if you have a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear is learn how to dress yourself. The reality is most women don't know how to dress themselves. I always feel like learn to dress yourself sounds condescending, and I hope you understand that I truly, truly don't mean it that way. I know that you are old enough and smart enough and stylish enough to put your pants on and tie your shoes by yourself and pick a top to go with that skirt. So that's not what I mean at all. 
learn to dress yourself is just an easy way of saying that every woman should know how to dress her personal characteristics in a way that make her feel good so that you end up buying things that you feel your best in, things that are appropriate for your lifestyle, things you actually want to wear. Not enough women put the time and effort in to learning those principles. The first part of learning to dress yourself is to figure out how you want to look. Are you sporty? Are you feminine? Are you fun? What is your style? When you don't know this, you're much more susceptible to making bad choices on the sale rack or buying multiples of things that you do like, or even taking advice from salespeople who just breeze by to say, oh, that's cute. That's not helpful. They say that to everyone, by the way. What happens is that you just keep buying and buying and buying, hoping to land on the right things. And you do sometimes. Maybe 30% of the things you buy turn out to be winners, and that's great. But that means 70% of what you buy is adding to the closet full of clothes problem. When you know how you want to look, you know what you should and should not buy. It's much easier when a salesperson says, oh, that's cute, to be like, yeah, but I would never wear this. It's just not me. That's why our signature style course helps you figure out how you want to look in a concrete, describable way. Once you do that, you can stop buying things you're not going to wear because they're just not you. The second part of learning to dress yourself is understanding your body shape and what suits you best. I got an Instagram DM a couple of weeks ago from someone who was mad, mad that I talk about body shapes and body shape advice. And I want to address this real quick. The point of her message is that we don't have to dress to look skinny and that's all body shape advice is all about. And I'm contributing to body shame by talking about these outdated ideas and people should just wear what they want. Okay. You know what? I kind of agree with her. I agree with her on a lot of it. As a matter of fact, I have a whole episode called You Don't Have to Dress Your Best, and I will link that in the show notes. But the point of it is that you don't have to dress your best. Just because a certain neckline is good on you, you don't have to wear that. That's fine. Here's what she got right in her message. We don't have to dress with the sole goal of looking skinny. I say all the time that we need to expand our definition of flattering. Also, people should just wear what they want. Please, yes, amen. I can always tell when someone hasn't been listening or following very long because they will send this angry email. If you're around for more than two minutes or you've listened to just a couple episodes of this show, you know that I champion wearing what you love more than anything. My advice is not for the people who just wear what they like and who cares about traditional body shape rules. Great. My advice is not for them. My advice is for the women who put on clothes and hate what they see looking back in the mirror. It's for women who feel defeated by shopping and feel like they have to change. They have to change who they are to have great clothes or style. I am willing to bet my hard-earned American dollars that part of why most women have clothes they don't wear is because they have clothes they don't feel good in. And why do we have clothes we don't feel good in? Is it because we need to drop 20 pounds and start Pilates? No, no. It's because we don't know how to buy clothes that love us back. Now, if you're somebody with broad shoulders and a big bust and you love turtlenecks, wear all the turtlenecks you can find. Wear them in every color. Rock on with your turtlenecks. But if you are somebody with broad shoulders and a big bust, and you don't know that turtlenecks highlight both of those things, you might think it's you, not the neckline. All you really need is a different neckline. 
When you know what clothes do for your body, you can choose the clothes that do what you want them to do. That is the point of body shape advice and learning to dress your body shape. The last thing I want to address from this message is that body shape advice is only about looking skinny. Nope, not at all, my well-meaning friend. It's also about how your clothes fit you. Do you know how many pants I have pulled out of closets because they were just the wrong cut? Thousands and thousands of dollars worth. I don't want anyone using body shape rules as a prison and saying things like, oh, I love that, but I can't wear it because I'm an apple. That is a terrible way to embrace style. But as an apple, I can look at a pair of pants and just know if they're the wrong cut. That's a skill that makes my life easier and saves me money because I'm not buying pants that I won't wear. And it helps me feel better about myself because I know it's not me. It's just the pants. So all of that to say, learning how to dress your body shape is a huge factor in cutting down the amount of unworn clothes in your closet. It does not mean that you have to create a, a rules of, I can't wear that. I have to wear that. This is the only four necklines I can wear. Not at all. Not at all. But if you have a closet full of clothes that you just don't think look good on you, this is where you got to start. Learning how to dress your body and your style and your lifestyle gives you direction and you start putting clothes into your closet that have a very good chance of being worn and that make it easier to get dressed each morning. One thing, though, that I often say is that a great wardrobe is as much about what you take out as what you put in. So let's flip the coin a little bit and talk about the taking out rather than what you're putting in. Over the years, I learned the two big reasons women struggle to part with clothes, and those are guilt and memories. Let's talk about guilt first. Guilt comes from gifts or spent money. If you listen to the show, especially around the holidays, you know I discourage people from giving clothes as gifts. And the reason I am so passionately adamant about this is that I've seen all those gifted things unworn in women's closets, and I've seen the recipient feeling bad about not liking it and feeling bad about not wearing it. And there's almost a fear that if they get rid of it, the gift giver will know. She'll check up on them. She's going to go in the closet and realize that it's gone. And ladies, it's almost always a mother or a mother-in-law. So if you're giving your daughter or your daughter-in-law clothes as gifts, please stop it. Just stop. Or at least don't make her feel like you're going to inspect her closet to make sure it's still there. If you're the recipient of the clothes that you don't like, simply say thank you and then exchange it or donate it. It doesn't have to be a big deal. If you feel bad about that, I like what Marie Kondo says about gifting. Quote, the true purpose of a present is to be received. Presents are not things, but a means for conveying someone's feelings. When viewed from this perspective, you don't need to feel guilty for parting with a gift. Just thank it for the joy it gave you when you first receive it. Of course, it would be ideal if you could use it with joy, but surely the person who gave it to you doesn't want you to use it out of a sense of obligation or to put it away without using it, only to feel guilty every time you see it. When you discard or donate it, you do so for the sake of the giver too, end quote. Marie Kondo has given you permission and her blessing to get rid of things people give you. Of course, the bigger issue with guilt is the money you spent on clothes you don't wear. Ugh. I get it. I really do. 
But you could keep that clearance skirt with the tags on until the end of time and you would never get your money back. From the moment you bought it and kept it past the return window, the money was gone. Keeping it doesn't bring anything back. In order, though, to avoid the guilt of wasting money, we hang on to the clothes, telling ourselves we'll wear it someday. You know, I love someday. But you and I know, you and I both know, that you're never going to want to wear a sweater that is scratchy or a dress that makes you feel bad about yourself or pants that don't fit right. Hanging on to clothes for someday has never been a winning strategy, and it's never going to help you recoup the money you spent. Instead of avoiding the guilt of wasted money, I think you should face it head on. Add up the cost of all the unworn or underworn clothes in your closet. Start with the things that still have the tags on them. Then go for the things that you wore one time and the things you bought because they were on sale or they were impulse buys at the Bullseye Boutique. The bigger the pit in your stomach right now thinking about this, about adding it all up, the more you need to do it. Add it all up, give it an actual number, and then learn something from the experience. This is the important part. Don't just make yourself bad. Learn from it. Look at where the unworn or underworn clothes came from or why they were purchased, and then just don't do that anymore. Use it as an expensive style lesson to do things differently. If all of your unworn or underworn clothes are impulse buying when you go shopping with friends, don't do that. Or at least be aware that you make bad choices when you shop with your friends. If all of your unworn clothes are clearance purchases, stay the heck out of the clearance section. Learn from your closet and from your mistakes instead of just avoiding it and saying, well, I'll wear all of this someday. I'll get my money back by wearing it someday. Once you've added it all up and you've identified your bad habits, donate all the unworn and underworn and not going to be worn clothes and wipe the slate clean. Release yourself from the guilt and wipe the slate clean. You won't believe how good it feels when you get rid of the physical burden of all those clothes and the emotional burden of the, of the guilt of the money that you spent. Let it go. The other reason I mentioned that women struggle to part with things is memories. We remember when we did wear the clothes or when we could wear the clothes. Years ago, I saw a story on like the Today Show or something like that. And it was about how powerful clothing was when it came to memories, especially for women. Apparently men don't have this thing, but women associate their clothes with memories. And after working in hundreds of closets, I know this to be true. One thing I loved about doing closet edits is that women would tell me the story of every single piece of clothing, where they bought it, why they bought it, who they bought it with, how much it cost, and where they wore it, like the whole thing. And what I found were a lot of clothes that were simply hung on to for the memories. Like, oh, I wore that when I got engaged, but it's not a style. I wouldn't wear it now. Or, oh, I wore that to my son's graduation, but it doesn't fit anymore. Things like that. I feel like hanging on to a couple of super special pieces is okay, but I know some women who are memory hoarders when it comes to their closets. I worked with a client who saved her sister's prom dress as well as hers. And I guess maybe your own prom was a special memory for you, but how meaningful was your sister's prom for you? Probably not. I had another client who couldn't part with the dress that she wore to her friend's bridal shower. I think even your own bridal shower dress is pushing it. Your friend's bridal shower dress is past the line. Not everything, not every special memory can be 
immortalized by keeping the clothes. If you have a picture of you at the event wearing the item, honestly, that's all the memory you need. Let the item go. And if you can't let it go, put it in a special box to preserve it. Now, if you're not willing to put it in a special box to preserve it, what you're saying is that that it isn't that important to you. So go back to step one, which is let it go. Let it go. Let's wrap this up with the biggest reason, in my experience, that women hang on to clothes. And that is we remember when we could wear it. The pre-baby jeans, the going out top that required some kind of contraption bra. And for a lot of us, the pre-pandemic clothes. Why we hang on to clothes that don't fit us could honestly be an entire episode. So I'm not going to go in depth here. But a lot of women keep clothes that don't fit as quote unquote, motivation. It's going to motivate them to make changes in their lives. And I've said it before, I'm going to say it again now, clothes that don't fit you mock you in the morning, but they don't motivate you all day. If you are somebody right now who has clothes in your closet that don't fit and you're thinking, oh, there, I'm keeping them for motivation. I want you to think about in, in this day today, what behaviors did you change because you had jeans in your closet that didn't fit? I'm guessing that the answer is none. I didn't think about those jeans, right? We don't. We don't think about them during the day. We just face them in the morning. Also, a lot of women have told me like millions and millions of times, they were excited to wear all the things again. Oh, I can't wait to get back into that. But they don't take into account that their lifestyle has changed. Their personal style has changed. Style has changed. You know, what looks current isn't the same. So even if and when they get back into those clothes, they still wouldn't have a wardrobe that they wanted to wear. But for all that time, they had to look at the noise that made it hard to get dressed and think about how someday, there's that word again, someday this would be easy because they would have so many more options. If you're sitting with a closet full of clothes that don't fit, ask yourself if they fit, would you actually wear them again? Now, if you would, are you willing to do what it would take to be able to wear them again? And if you are willing to do that, what's stopping you from doing it? Just like with the spent or wasted money, instead of avoiding the topic and pushing everything off to someday, have an honest conversation with yourself. There is nothing wrong with letting go of clothes that don't fit, that don't serve you. In fact, it's hanging on to things that don't serve you that causes the most frustration. Before we end, let's quickly recap the changes you need to make to never again have a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. First, you got to shift your mindset to understanding what a wardrobe actually is. It's not all the clothes you own, and it is absolutely possible to have a lot of clothes and a non-existent wardrobe. Start looking at your wardrobe and not your clothes when thinking about getting dressed. Then you got to put better stuff in, namely by learning how to dress yourself so that everything that goes into your closet fits flatters, makes you feel like the version of yourself that you want people to see, and makes it easy to get dressed. Finally, you got to let go of what's not working. If you're waiting for someday either to wear clothes that you don't like or so you can wear clothes that you used to like, it's time to have that honest conversation with yourself about what's going on. Clothes you can't or don't want to wear aren't harmless. They make it harder to see the gems that you do have. They make you feel bad about yourself. They make it impossible to have an easy morning and they 
keep you from living in the moment because you're so focused on someday when you're going to want to wear them. It's really important to learn to live in today and build a wardrobe for today and let go of those things that aren't serving you. Okay, my friends, that's all I've got. I hope this show has encouraged you to look at your wardrobe and your closet in a whole new way. Don't forget to head over to our website or the show notes for this episode. First, if you haven't already, join the Style Circle so you can get into the Ultimate Closet Cleanout. We can tackle what's not working together. I'm going to be there holding your hand every step of the way. That is coming up February 13th through the 24th, and I would love to see you there. Also, if you want to put better clothes into your closet, you know, ones that love you as much as you love them, take our free four-question body shape quiz. We'll send you a list of wardrobe essentials. You can consider it a mini shopping list, and you can be on your way to putting the right things, the things that are going to get worn into your closet. I will see you next time, and until then, stay stylish. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to head over to our website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during this show. Go to youreverydaystyle.com and click on podcast to find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our weekly emails. We won't spam you, but you will get style tips and links to some of our favorite products to help make it even easier to love the way you look. You deserve that. 